0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Up the Vibes' first episode, and today I'm joined by Paul Steebles. Hi hey guys. Uh, Paul, um, I've known you um, for a while, uh, having bet uh, you doing the uh, CE5 protocol, um, mm. and which is quite fun. Um, but from that, I've become quite interested in uh, gaining spiritual. Um, Awareness and uh, trying to raise my frequency, and this is this podcast is about listening to other people's aspects of that. So, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and um, go a little bit more into what kind of things you've done?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, <clears throat> on a professional kind of level, I guess I've um, done many things over over the years. Um, I, I run my own property company um, at the moment, so. Um, I've been doing that since 2012. I left my old job at the NHS working in the IT department in 2014 once the company was kind of established a bit. Um, And yeah, then since been running um, kind of almost like a lettings agency, but um, more to do with shared houses and uh, houses of multiple occupancy and stuff like that. Um, And then I would say coming into the pandemic things massively shifted for me um to very much to a spiritual side up until that point I really hadn't paid a huge amount of attention to it okay uh, yeah, yeah. Yourself as
0: well. how did you find uh 2020 in the whole um experience with this pandemic and all the other things going on
1: um <laughs> I found it an interesting, for me, blessing in disguise, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a lot of people have had some horrendous times this year, but sometimes when you get a big jolt to the system, it snaps you out of your, dare I say, psychosis that we're kind of wandering around in without realising we're, we're in that. Um, I think I was kind of on the path of starting to do this anyway because I've been looking into... And learning how to like meditate really deeply and stuff like that um the previous year i went to um uh, the excel center and uh, met Sadhguru um and did a kind of workshop with him and i've done a few other little workshops uh is a kind of um, indian i suppose you could call it like mystic guru kind of guy he's all over youtube um it's spelled s-a-d-h guru um, And I suppose I initially came to it from, weirdly, it was um, uh, Steve Jobs, actually, that kind of triggered everything. It was, he, I remember reading a news article where he instructed everyone at his funeral to be given a certain book um, called Autobiography of a Yogi. And I thought that was really puzzling. I was like, why would someone at that time Um, someone like Steve Jobs give everyone this supposedly sort of spiritual book so it just sparked my curiosity and I I started to read it and it just blew me away some of the stuff that was in there Um, and that's really started the whole thing so yeah 2020 has really been a like an awakening for me a really deep and quite profound level I, I suppose I've had the luxury as well because I've created the property company myself and I've got a somewhat passive income um, from some rental properties and, and the business. Um, it's enabled me to kind of take a bit of time out to really look at that stuff. So I, yeah, through the pandemic, I kind of delved into that really deeply because I, I saw a very interesting shift in um, the way people's general response was just going from this, this kind of shift to fear a uh, fear kind of based mentality especially with the you know uh, prime minister and stuff like that and something I don't know because it perhaps because I was on a self-development journey anyway something when I, I remember seeing that first news conference where was it Friday Boris was like yes we're going to do the Swedish model yeah we can all go to the pubs and we're absolutely fine and then Sunday it was like no everything shutting people yeah, yeah. in <laughs> air
0: droves. It was a weird psychological experiment, the way they turned around on everything, masks um, and the whole herd immunity to lockdown. You know, there's a lot of um, weirdness in that period that I picked up on, definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was, um, I, I, I remember really clearly looking at his face uh, and he was like pale faced and I thought, you're really scared. You've just had a weekend. Um, of scientists scaring the living beep out of you um, <laughs> with their predictive models of how it's all going to go horrendously I think that motivated. was what
0: it was, uh, it could have been something else maybe a bit of a, a threat yeah. <laughs> do this yeah, or th- else kind of thing
1: <laughs> I, th- I think there's a load of other stuff as well because I've, I've really looked into that a lot now and we chose to abandon 60 years of science and adopt the Chinese model of lockdown which is quite unusual but it, mm. yeah
0: um very unusual the way the world did it in tandem as well it was mm. it was i was not expecting that at all um no. i thought there would be a bit of a leeway a bit of discussion one doing this one doing that but it was just like no no this is mm. I, th- I think you know some people might say well that, that was to be expected this is a dangerous virus going around um mm. but for me at the time looking at the data Nothing about the data had told me that that was necessary at the, that that moment. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, It it hadn't gone beyond what I saw as a, a bad flu season, and and you know, and previous uh, SARS and previous uh, influenza outbreaks hadn't resulted in such effect. So I was really confused when I saw the world lock down so vigorously, and on all these all these things come up with the two meter distancing and um, you know and all that kind of uh, paraphernalia to stop us all being able to congregate and everything it was quite scary how quickly and efficiently that all popped up um, definitely Uh,
1: yeah but it's a weird thing though I think as more of these kind of control mechanisms come into place um, the more and more though it it almost like um, triggers people to wake up out of the out of their own little well, world yeah
0: one assumes but i don't know it's it's a hard it's world out there um so so having looked into um how 2020 went um for myself as well I've, i agree it was a bit it has been a difficult year but also it, it did spur a kind of a, a spiritual awakening for me a kind of a sense that there is something beyond this reality um so uh without further ado, maybe go into a bit more about how you've started to raise your frequency or the techniques you've been doing.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, what what actually, because I'm quite a scientifically focused guy, what, what really triggered it for me was um, once I saw that kind of fear like response, I then started looking into stuff and I had to be fair a few debates with a few people on Facebook. Um, and it was interesting seeing the responses. Um, and I started really massively delving, because as I had a bit of time, and what well, everyone did, because you're stuck at home, um, into all these areas. And I don't think the big tech machines that are currently censoring a lot of that stuff had kicked into full gear at that point. So a lot of it was far more freely available, easily through Googling and stuff like that. Um, And I slowly came to the realization of every kind of human industry that I looked into. uh, I was just like, it's all really badly messed up to be honest with you. Um, Everything from like the pharmaceutical to the food industry to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized it's actually a reflection of our own human like consciousnesses. We've all got these negative aspects um, to ourselves and effectively that just plays out on a global scale with all these different industries and things like that yeah, yeah. so I came to the realization that I could live a hundred thousand lifetimes and be a like a lobbyist in every one of those industries and it would make no difference the only thing I could actually do was to change myself to be the best version of myself and the most kind of like loving Mm -hmm. version of myself. And uh and then that is just effectively by letting your light shine, so to speak, you allow others subconsciously, they kind of get the permission to do it themselves as well. Mm -hmm. And they'll look up to hopefully that as an example for actually, you know, what that person looks like, they're in a really good place, they're really chilled out and Happy with life. So um,
0: <clears throat> definitely resonates yeah. with me what you're saying about about raising yeah. frequency, but it's easier said than done, I find as well. So
1: <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So I, I started with some of the technique of the um the sadhana that Guru had taught. Um I did do that for a period of about 30 days after his um conference. And uh that was quite interesting, actually. I started to have some quite interesting. Experiences with some of the meditation stuff, um, and then I, I caught the sort of Stephen Greer, CE5 stuff as well, yeah. and then started yeah. to look at those kind of meditations. So I'd had so what a, kind of meditation uh, was that Sadhguru? <laughs> that was very much um, you do these kind of uh, yoga. You usually do it on an empty stomach, um, for, and then you would tend to do it um, in the morning uh, or an evening at certain times. And then you do various different yoga positions first. You'll then do like a breathing exercise. Um, and the final part of it is you kind of sit quietly for um, about seven or eight minutes. Um, yeah, just with, your, with yourself. And there's something about the whole physical process of doing the yoga and the breathing parts beforehand. Um, you're doing, I think it's like two different yoga poses. And then you try and like rapid intake of breath, a bit like Wim Hof's kind of method a little bit, just slightly hyperventilating. Um, and then you try a more rigid kind of fixed breathing pattern, so to speak. And then you'd go into the complete, almost like relax, do what you want. And just, you know, um, almost focus your mind on the fact that you're you're not your thoughts and you're not your body um sorry so you are not your mind and you're not your body which i know sounds like a, for someone that's not heard it before is a crazy concept that you aren't your thoughts in your head um mm-hmm. but i've really started to find that that's a, such a key thing yeah. to yeah. distance yourself from your own yeah. thoughts because you, you start to break apart that. You're the awareness observing the thoughts, not the thought themselves.
0: Yeah, I call it the monkey mind.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just words yeah, away monkey. constantly.
0: And then you it kind does. of try and stop it. And then you just that slight moment, you forget to stop it and it just yeah. goes on again.
1: It's like a constant. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, interesting. Yeah. So I, I kind of I did that. I did a few of the Stephen Greer meditations as well. And then I just started doing stuff myself, to be honest with you. I started. <laughs> almost just sitting there quietly for my by myself for a while i did some with uh i did a, a kind of like an online manifestation training course as well which has had a few good meditations and um i quite like the ones that focus on the what's the samadhi i think it's called what the complete obliteration of your ego and yourself mm-hmm. to complete nothingness i found those ones were really where i got really in touch with almost like my, my core self and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and spirit um yeah so I, I, simultaneously to that actually i was looking at some of the things by like joe dispenser and greg braden as well uh, yeah. about yeah. getting your brain joe hard yeah. yeah sorry there's a lot of feedback there i don't know
0: what was there sorry was that i feel like i can hear myself getting feedback on your machine is that
1: I'll turn turn my volume down, does that help? Could be that.
0: Uh, Yeah. um, Joe Dispenza has certainly been on my radar.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's Joe Dispenza, um, Greg Brain, just the kind of getting the heart-brain coherence. um, And I've started to to do some of that as well, and that seems to make a huge, huge difference. So, yeah, I would quite often sit there, and I know it might sound a bit odd for some people, but sit there um, or lie down. I've found I've got one of the deepest ones, where I can literally just do a meditation for like hours, like two hours at a time.
0: Really? Uh, yeah.
1: And so, quite often I'd use a little bit of music to get me into to help help a little bit. But then I'd, I I would have sometimes I'd have some proper wacky experiences with some of the meditations. <laughs> I've I, yeah I've had. I don't know, probably about 10 or so, really weird experiences where I felt I've kind of almost contacted, you know, higher frequency beings in a way of, there's ones where I felt like I was on an alien world, one where I was, I think, I would say it was almost like a, um, not astral projection, but kind of like a, where you're kind of flying along uh, through, um, I suppose it's a bit astral projection, almost like remote viewing and astral projection a little bit um, and stuff like that. And it, it, for me, it opened up a lot of the potential of what humans can potentially achieve if they choose to focus on it. Um, Yeah. The, that that's one of the things that really interests me a lot. And that's what's really captivated me a lot because a lot of the meditations that you might, listen to things like headspace uh, and stuff like the headspace app fantastic meditations but they generally top out at a certain hey we've got you relaxed and that's kind of it a level um whereas i've been looking at more of the style where you can really start to go into having very interesting experiences getting in touch with your higher self uh, and getting this kind of heart coherence Uh, really fired up
0: yeah Uh, you mentioned um Uh, before we started about
1: uh, the gateway yeah (laughs) so this might sound a bit weird as well for anyone that's not heard of it but um along the lines of stephen greer's you know being able to contact extraterrestrials with your consciousness uh the, the reasoning behind that being that we all share like one consciousness so um the best way to I've got a pad of paper here so if you imagine like you've got a pad of paper there and above it is my hand and below it yeah below it you can kind of see the fingers so we are like the individual fingers not realizing that we're all connected to this thing like beyond the veil I want to
0: describe that because I think this is going to be audio only (laughs) but yeah Yeah,
1: (laughs) so imagine if you've got like a uh your hand sticking up through a cloth or a piece of paper so you can only see your fingers mm-hmm. um so we are the individual unique kind of viewpoints of, of attention okay. and awareness which is the, like tips of the fingers but we don't we a lot of the time we don't realize we're actually connected to this effectively this hand this greater yeah. beer like, like
0: trees that all these trees popping up the mycelium network is what's mm. really it's like huge and pretty can connect everything
1: to yeah definitely this
0: tree looks individual in its own way yeah
1: yeah so um that was kind of the principle behind it that if we're all connected at one level you can use that connection to contact you know extraterrestrials and say hey uh, it'd be nice to have a chat kind of thing yeah. or get yeah. to know you kind of thing well, i think um, ultimately raising
0: frequency and getting into that meditative yeah. state is key to talking to whatever is out there extraterrestrial higher self other dimensional beings whatever's whatever's going on outside this reality that's the only way to interface with it because in this materialistic uh world uh, interfacing it with it in the what we call like normal for going to the pub and being somewhere isn't, isn't exactly the same is it
1: so. yeah no absolutely yeah spot on spot on yeah um, absolutely it's, it's all about sort of raising your vibration and frequency really and um trying to accept that other people for, for example have um different opinions and it's okay for them to have that opinion and that they if I, for example, say that uh, a tennis ball is yellow, um, that could be a truth to me. Now, someone else who's colorblind or something like that may say, no, it's gray, yeah. Uh, yeah. or a dog would say it's gray, and that's their truth to them. And it, both truths can be real at the same time.
0: It's like people with synesthesia, is. is a great um, yeah. example of how reality can be so distorted in different minds.
1: Definitely. definitely, And it's just that kind of accepting of someone else has a different opinion and a different truth and you can still both coexist loving and peacefully, not having to impose that belief upon them. Uh, That's, that's a, you know, a great step to raising your kind of vibration really embodying that, that kind of loving step. And Sadhguru says it a lot about, um, you know, we worry a lot about how we have to treat other people um, and things like that. But it, if you considered that the person sitting in the chair opposite you um, is an extension of yourself, suddenly it doesn't become. You don't need these sets of rules to govern how you're going to treat them, because in the same way you wouldn't hurt your arm. Um, I
0: said that though, uh, just to put. Uh, uh, so I'm getting a lot of feedback still. Um, can you, can you not hear that feedback?
1: I can't hear it at all, no, sorry.
0: <laughs> um, it, one of the hardest things, and what could be the simplest thing, but the hardest things you can do is to love yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is. It, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a, it's a big one, that. Yeah, that's that takes a lot of work to... So if you see yourself people.
0: as an extension out there and you don't treat it well, then you don't treat yourself well, you know, it kind of feels a bit...
1: Yeah, it all goes in tandem with healing yourself as well yeah. from all the... Uh, <laughs> I could talk for hours on this because I, I, I do a lot of stuff personally to try and obliterate those uh, beliefs about myself, um, all those negative thought patterns and things like that um, because a lot of us don't realise we've inherited most of that stuff. Um, most of us had no choice as to what we believe really up until I don't know the age of like 10 or something like that Um, and our entire personality is built off other people's ideas um, when you look at it from a deep level Um, so there's a lot of understanding where that personality and effectively ego comes from Um, and that goes part and parcel with the observing your your own kind of inner voice the monkey mind and just saying um rather than actually try and fight it which is the common thing that everyone usually tries to do is just to take a step back and say okay i you, if you think of me in that manner that's great but i'm I, I appreciate your opinion and and actually being compassionate towards it but sort of say that's great but um i, I don't believe that anymore uh, or, 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 or almost from a I'm, I'm just observing you and letting you happen because that's what happens. And after a while, its I, I've noticed this myself now, it's calming down to a certain extent. I think I'm only at the start of the journey, but mm. um, yeah, it, it can be a, an interesting process that you, you've got to, it takes time, I think, to develop your noticer, as, as you'd call it, like the awareness. You get stuck in these loops, and you know, we've all done it. You have these arguments in your head with a hypothetical situation that isn't going to happen. And then 20 minutes later, you snap your head in, like, what have I done? I've just been arguing with myself in my head about what someone else is going to say to me and what I'm going to say in response. And it's just like, wow, that monkey really did go for quite a while there. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so just developing that awareness to notice that thought pattern. And then once you notice it, it naturally starts to subside a bit. Um, Yeah. But it takes time, but yeah, onto the gateway experience you mentioned. Yeah, so I've just started doing that. I'm only, to be honest, on week two of that because I'm taking it, it's kind of like lessons that build upon itself. So um, it's designed to get you to um, heightened states of consciousness and awareness that most people would think are completely out there. And the reason I looked at it really was because um, there was a CIA document that was released uh, fairly recently, I think it was, um, that detailed about uh, experiments they'd done and conducted in the 80s into consciousness. And this report details that by using this gateway experience meditation, Um, process Um, people developed almost like to the level of like monks that have been doing it for 30 years and they developed it in a fairly rapid approach Um, and it also gave the necessary as they call it like feedback to encourage you to carry on so one of the big problems with meditation which this report mentions there's not much feedback. So you can calm your mind and all that stuff, but you don't necessarily feel like you're progressing or anything amazing yeah. is happening or anything yeah. like that. Whereas this gateway, it, the meditations use the binaural beats and stuff like that to synchronize your, your hemispheres of your brain and different techniques throughout it. And it, I, I must admit, I myself, if it gives you just enough progress so that you can see that you are actually making changes and then because you've got that feedback loop of yes if I do this it helps this it, it keeps encouraging you to do more of it really but it is very much a, a thing that people have to want to do it's not a case of just sit down and listen to this and you'll be suddenly you know godlike consciousness or whatever yeah. uh, you really have to do the kind of exercises that it goes through and and yeah each step builds on it so i'm only at like focus they call it like focus 12 at the minute it goes focus 3 focus 10 focus 12 and then it goes up to really high levels where you can have all these um remote viewing astral projection um collusive dream type situations even to the point where you can start interacting with higher dimensional beings and Potentially going forwards and backwards in time and space, and I know, that sounds a bit out there for everyone else. Um, but so, if anyone's interested them, in that,
0: how do they get hold of that?
1: Um, well, it's it it's a public. Sorry, it's not. It's, it's a private company that just produces this kind of meditation program, really. So, which I was quite surprised at because I kept googling after I read that document. I'm like, well, where can I get hold of this Gateway Experience thing? And yeah, it's. it's um, by a company called Hemisync and you can just buy it straight from their website oh. so it is um is it developed... the Robert Monroe Institute at all yeah that's right yeah.
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah so um yeah I'm just working my way through that in the minute but it's, it's one of these things that I find the more you go out there and start looking for stuff I'm looking at the minute for um almost examples of humans doing extraordinary things that you wouldn't think are possible um like i saw a a movie um about three months ago i think it was where you've got people that are blindfolded that are reading books and you know conventional wisdom would say well how, how is that possible you've got kids sitting there reading a you know children's book with a blindfold on and they're not seeing through their eyes they're seeing through their consciousness or their other extra sensory perceptions kind of thing and, and you can alter the effect of random events using the focus of your consciousness and the intent um, Alter the pH balance of water and stuff like that just using your attention and focus and your yeah. kind of intent
0: yeah so it's,
1: it's quite cool it
0: does it does excite me to think if we when we break through this current impasse with all the uh, lockdowns and everything and to uh, move into this new world, as I hope will manifest in in due course, uh, what kind of things we'll get to learn that kind of explode and just eclipse everything that we've learned before, which a lot of it is not true (laughs) about our own history and things, but um, it's exciting to think this might be a future that we can all enjoy. So I wanted to touch on a little bit about uh, food and alcohol and sort of what, what your thoughts were about- um, Yeah,
1: I, about that. That, that for me is probably one of the next steps actually. Um, I'm, uh, you can see I'm quite overweight. Um, so uh, I've got a bad diet, I, I'll fully admit that. And I, I, I think that's actually one of the key things that's holding me back in, in, in many ways. It, I think in order to get to some of these higher states of consciousness, You do need to be on a um, far healthier diet. And Sadhguru actually mentions this a lot. lot. If you want to get the real, you know, get into the proper deep, like from a yoga yoga perspective, some of the really deep stuff, you want to be on a plant-based diet, basically, um, to experience all that. Um, I literally just did a water fast um, (laughs) um, two days ago. 36 hour nothing but water and that was a really interesting experiment in in listening to that monkey mind go nuts saying go get a takeaway (laughs) go get chips go have a chocolate bar uh and all that stuff it really really kicked in um and i know that's why they in, in some of the spiritual religious kind of areas they they kind of try to do these fasts and things to same. so there's like a disciplining process to your body to say hey no actually I'm in charge and I've noticed e- even after that the cravings for you know chocolate chips and stuff like that has massively dropped just after one and a half day of eating nothing um, I've yeah. seen various um, YouTube guys that have, have talked about water fasting for, for literally months. Um, that's medically supervised, I would say. <laughs> Just as a caveat to that. So um, don't don't go starving yourself without some sort of supervision. Um, certainly for the longer periods. But um, I, I, I I think eating plant-based foods is is ultimately going to be what's going to help you get into those higher states of consciousness
0: yeah Yeah, it can't happen overnight um but it does make you wonder how um i think sometimes about um what we eat and whether we need to eat that that food and including meat and dairy and all these things um and you look at certain animals like the cow in the field that eats nothing but grass but then just Mm -hmm. it's so big and produces um milk and you just think that that didn't come from a healthy five a day diet and all this stuff really just yes, the rest was enough so mm-hmm. there's, there's something about the way we understand food that I think we need to change considerably. Yeah. Um, and I think we are primarily plant-based eaters that have con- been conditioned over generations to enjoy mm-hmm. food, but it's um, damaging too. I think we eat to live and we eat to die so. <laughs>
1: yeah i think there's i i actually watched a film um three days ago that kind of blew me away a little bit i I think there's a whole nother level beyond even that i think once you get to the hyper healthy state of eating plant-based only foods i think it is possible and this is going to sound really weird and out there to actually transition away from actually eating physical food, and I know that sounds weird, but there's no,
0: no I think it's true, really. Things
1: like sun gazing and stuff like that, and that's where I'm. I'm quite interested at looking at that. This, this documentary that I or uh, well, this film that I saw the other day, Terianist, uh, yeah, it kind of. Um, it mentioned about people effectively living forever, um, and we all think that there's a limit on how long humans can live. Um, there's a lot of science out there that says technically we could probably push it to about 200 years if we're eating, you know, the best diet possible, um, have no toxins in our environment, low stress, yeah. and the ultimate healthy lifestyle. But they, are well, certainly this this movie sort of documentary thing was mentioning a, that, you know, there are examples of people that have literally lived for. Uh, many more years than than even that they, they actually mentioned it a chap who does a ritual kind of ceremony of um having a burial ceremony every hundred years just to remind everyone you know about this i think it was a chap in india um that's doing this so that's something i really want to look into a lot more um but they say you can only really achieve that once you transition away from yeah, yeah. To eating kind of physical food and stuff and t- basically you're getting your energy from a higher source. Really,
0: yeah, it does fascinate me, and um, but sometimes I do wonder if I want to live for 200 years on this planet in the way it's where it is at the moment. But <laughs> well, this
1: is that, that's part of the I
0: hope it changes,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was listening to a fantastic audiobook, um, I fell asleep the other day. Actually, um, it's funny how you kind of wake up at pivotal moments, uh, and I kind of woke up just listening to this, this chapter, um, and it really describes how um our kind of ego and monkey mind and all that sort of stuff was necessary almost to get us to where we are now but it, it's kind of hit the limit now and it's not it's it's counter intuitive <laughs> it's, it's not really benefiting us in any way anymore so um, the next evolution is really going to be us learning to transition away from yeah. that
0: yeah.
1: massively egoic point of
0: view yeah i mean i wouldn't say i've um, got full detailed knowledge about palladians but you've probably heard of them and um apparently from those who've said they have met them whether you believe it or not is that <laughs> they are pretty much lacking of any ego when you need them mm. one of the things you realize um, yeah which is a state i think um really helped they just don't have that service to self side which is your ego um, uh, So I, I wanted to touch on as well on ascension symptoms. This is something I've really felt probably since for about a year, I think, maybe maybe mm-hmm. less, since since last August, July, August last year. Yeah. Um, what sort of symptoms do you think you've been having?
1: Um, I know myself. I've been in the past. I used to distract myself a lot with um, stuff, and I still do to a certain extent. Um, but now I've, I've discovered that when you get that kind of I don't know, like depressive feelings, or you know, really crappy moods and things, things like that, rather than try and distract myself by I don't know, playing a computer game or something like that, um, to actually sit with it and go within it um, almost to level up to the next experience. And that's something I've noticed a lot more since I've been on this journey. It's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like my body or my mind is like, you're getting ready. You can cope with some of this stuff now. So, and it's, it's literally sometimes like a sledgehammer. It's just like, right, okay. You think you've got to the next level of enlightenment, so to speak. Smack, have, have that yes. emotional thing to deal with I was
0: listening to uh, Matt LaCroix yesterday
1: um, yeah.
0: and he is, uh, someone I'd recommend one, if you want to know more about our potential true origins but he was mm. talking how his um, development into learning more wasn't intentional and it also mm. felt like it was prescribed in a way that allowed him to go to the next level mm. not too far yeah. And I completely found the same thing in my journey, so to speak, of the last couple of years that they, um, which is why I feel like I haven't got the responsibility to tell anyone no. <laughs> what, what I think is true, because they've got to find that in their own way, in their own Definitely. incremental way, because at first it was, oh my goodness, there were companies like Monsanto and, uh, <laughs> and GlaxoSmithKline, and then it kind of I won't go too much into detail, but the way it progressed was one thing after the other, and each one just felt like another step forward into the, towards what I call the truth. Yeah. Um, but it was prescribed in a way that allowed me not to go completely nuts, um, although it was quite difficult. Mm. I think exactly what you just said—that
1: some, yeah, someone yeah,
0: up there, the higher self, or some beings are saying, right? You're ready for the next patch upgrade. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, because if I look at my first almost like uh, thirty years of life, I would say almost like zombie brain slept through them. From a spiritual perspective, I never, I I can see actually there's little blips I had along the way now, where I guess my higher self was like prodding me, like, hey, look at this, hey, look at that, but I just ignored it and silenced it using other methods. yeah, it is very much like once you're ready for it, it will start to offload some of this emotional baggage that you've built up over the years. Yeah, but that's that's kind of how you heal and get to that point where you can move forward. Um, there is a big danger. Um, there's there's two main dangers I, I find with having what I would call like a spiritual awakening kind of thing. One of them is. You can start to look at yourself as, "Hey, I'm awake. No one, everyone else is asleep," and then you get this kind of, "I'm better than everyone else." Yeah. Ego. Yeah, I don't need to improve ideas. myself. Yeah. Rather than realizing you're just only an infant at the start of the journey, really. Um, yeah. yeah. The other one is, as your, for me, I found this a little bit, as your belief systems get shattered apart because everything you start to realize about the world. Uh, in large part, are lies, to be honest. Um, And it's different methods of control that we've been held under that start to surface and you start to see them. You start to go through a process of building up what your own personal truths are. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, you can quite easily be presented with what I would call a really heavy, deep conspiracy theory type, type thing. And it's very easy to latch on to that as like a replacement belief system yeah. because your current beliefs are shattered. Um, so it's quite handy to have a grounding, um, which I think I had a little bit with, um, having a kind of a business mentor and, and also sort of like other people to help me through it a little bit, uh, just people to talk with really, um, that, make you that help you not to instantly latch on to the first thing you've come across because it's very easy to latch on to yeah there's some i mean there's some horrendous things out there conspiracy wise um as to whether they're true they could well be all all true i've no clue um i've i've looked at some of them and they are certainly interesting um yeah, some of them I, i'd say don't have enough evidence for me but I, I, I think I'm, I'm now at a place where I can stand back and say I can still keep that kind of rational scientific yeah. mind judgment and say okay well I get that that's a theory like I'll give, it, give an example of, of the earth is flat there, there's, a, there's a theory that the earth is flat for me personally I've, I've seen enough evidence at the minute that it's round uh, and I can do some basic science experiments that would tell me otherwise that said I'm not Saying that what you're saying is isn't correct. It's just I haven't seen enough evidence to convince me to the contrary. If you say, see what I'm...
0: I, I I completely agree. Uh, you, if you go down the flat Earth, and kind of find it, some people might uh, find that a difficult one to talk about. But in, term, in terms of all the other theories out there, I I feel like I can stand on what I feel is not true easier than what is true, yeah. and. Um, navigating the world is difficult, especially with all the belief systems being crushed. And then, as you try and create your own belief systems, you basically get given a jigsaw puzzle where half the well, I'll say like six other jigsaw puzzles are being taken apart, and then they've had a big mixture going on. Then they dip to tip out, you know, bits from this one, bits from that one, they put it in front of you, bits are missing, and you've got to tell them and say, Well, what's the picture? And it's like, uh i'll try but you know it's that's what feel like life is and some people have yeah, gone yeah. Well further towards picking up on the truth but ultimately it's up this is in your own heart where you feel what what resonates with you
1: absolutely that's spot on because it's it's actually admitting to yourself that you don't know is a really good place to be because you're kind of saying oh yeah i'm reserving judgment on this because i i personally don't feel I have enough evidence on that to make a decision the whole Covid topic is so I mean it's divisive one way or the yeah. other and and that's what and I
0: find really hard because talking with you I feel very open and easy to say you know I don't know this or I'd like to know that but when I'm talking to someone who is very much heart set on the the orthodox narrative I feel very difficult to say I don't know because it puts you in this doesn't put you in a position of strength in the debate and you know that they're not acting from a position of open-mindedness or at least um, you think they're not but often and that this is a difficult thing but if you say to them I don't know and but I think this you can Mm -hmm. almost that compassion can lead to better results from that debate than saying you're wrong and I'm right or I'm superior in your sleep but that it's hard to do that I find I found I've, I've made mistakes definitely as I've tried to talk to people and Ultimately, I've uh, silenced myself a bit because I feel people wake up in their own time. It's not my not my duty to do that. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely, I, I definitely agree. There is no, there is no truth. There is only a creation. We're all manifesting reality, and how we manifest it is the truth. It doesn't that the truth exists exists, and we discover it. We create the truth.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it's hard to get your head round, but it means that right now, here on in, there are a whole multitude of timelines into the future. Some are a dystopian and some are a utopian. Um, and as a collective, we can choose which timeline we, we go down. They're all probabilities in this quantum universe. They're all probabilities at the moment. Um, but we will create the truth. So... Um, as we as we progress collectively and i think that's what consciousness is doing it is choosing a path not because it's the right path but it's the path that we've chosen (laughs) Mm. um there is no right path and that's that's hard for me to get around when you you start to think from a higher dimensional consciousness which i'm no expert at but you see that all paths are God's paths in a way they're all part of the same they all um, all work in different ways to get to the same point which is um, getting back to source. Um, yeah. How you get there there is no right answer but I do feel humanity as a collective will go down God's path of elevating through spirit, spiritual and not down the AI path, which is another form of spiritual enlightenment, but it's a service to self path, I feel. Mm. Um, I think that's where a lot of these people that have different belief systems and are doing quite horrendous things in the world, in my view, come from that position of, I am serving myself and it's a world of, uh, he who is strongest or she who is strongest will will out. It's almost like evolution through the weakest being removed which you can see this is something like I don't know if you've seen star trek they talk about logic extremists and they're yes, the yes. most dangerous <laughs> bunches in the galaxy and i think it's a similar mindset of using uh, you use your logic too much not your heart you end up going down that route of seeing ascension through service to self um and it's just a part another path and i don't want to follow that path and I believe the collective doesn't once they understand a bit more about the paths that are in front of them. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think that was a big thing for the like uh, the the kind of the lockdown and the pandemic and, and stuff in a in a way because I think the world globally wanted to take a bit of a breather. <laughs> um, there was a there was yeah. definitely a a bit of a hey, you know, let's take the foot off the gas a bit and have a look and see what's going on here because uh, we don't yeah. want to just keep doing this. So. Yeah,
0: it's hard to talk That's with the awesome. 2020 and the positive, but that was uh, a lot of people say, wow, I've had got more time at weekends, more time with the kids, mm. more time in nature. Um, and we've got to reflect on that, I guess, when we look at some of the more distant, difficult sides to get around, such as, you know, people losing their livelihoods. Um, so, yeah, uh, I've got through a, a lot of the questions I wanted to, to go through. I don't know if you've got any thoughts you want to before we close
1: out. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think, carrying on from what you were just saying there, reality is a, <laughs> is an interesting thing. If you look at what we think about the way the world is now, um, someone 100 years ago... You know would have thought completely differently so like even with like the the who's right who's wrong kind of you know on, on different fronts with like the pandemic and other bits and bobs I, I guarantee in 100 years time whoever's around at that point will go well they were all wrong because they all didn't realize this is how viruses work and I've seen stuff that talks about that there are technically no infectious viruses and it's all a different mechanic working and And when you start to look at, if we're actually all almost like energy frequencies and vibration and complex energy patterns, um, when you take a pill to fix something, what's that actually doing? Um, It's effectively, it's basically changing your energy frequency in a certain, your pattern in a certain way. So if you take a headache tablet, uh, you might have a slight distortion in your field in a certain direction that causes you to have a headache, and then you would take a pill that levels out that distortion because it's got the energy pattern of smoothing that particular. I mean, I'm, I'm massively oversimplifying it here. Yeah, a, um, yeah, just I think important. a lot of medical people might find it difficult to agree. But yeah, absolutely, because I mean, we I mean, yes. we all think it's um, we all think it's so physical, but when. I mean, that's what all the quantum science and quantum physics is showing right now, that as soon as you get deep into every single atom, electron and everything, it's all just energy. It's all just sort of photons that are then broken apart into different energy patterns. I've I've literally just bought a book. Um, I saw a YouTube video, which I found amazingly fascinating about reality and the nature of it and the fact that Things are kind of like, we we look at things um, or our senses tell us stuff is there because that's what we need it to be to survive. Um, So if you imagine, if you were born into a world where you had all this spiritual awareness and stuff like that, um, let's face it, uh, you wouldn't survive very long basically because someone that was born into the world with just the physical senses like we are Um, or like an animal is would outpace you and outperform you in survival where you'd be sitting there contemplating the nature of reality or or whatever while he's busy getting food and surviving um so we had to have that to start with almost in, in a way but it's starting to serve us kind of less and less that view of reality um so yeah if you imagine like an apple it's this is, don't get me wrong, this is just one theory, there's thousands of theories of reality, that rather than thinking of that apple as a physical object, it's more just this, almost like an icon, it's a representation of uh, an energy pattern, effectively, and that's how we interpret it, really. I don't know where I was going with that, to be honest with you, but it's just, I think reality is so much, so different than what we can ever Possibly hope to comprehend. Um, If you just look at the number of, for example, um, stars in the universe, it's just the number is insane. Uh, I mean, it's I I saw something the other day about it. It's like a million, 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 million stars, or something like. You know, it's. And if you think about, if you if you held like twenty grains of rice in your hand, how well could you know? deep down, those 20 grains of rice, you know, at a real fundamental level. So there's no way a human mind can, if there's thousands of planets, you know, if I sent you on holiday to a thousand different locations, you you wouldn't really be able to remember them all. They'll all start to blur together. Um, We're just not designed with this kind of brain that we have at the minute to be able to uh, understand that level of reality i would say um we'll still keep trying absolutely because that's the nature of who we are mm-hmm. um, so i think um that's probably a d- discussion for a different date let's <laughs> be honest with you yeah but well then, we can, uh, we can uh, do this again uh, yes. if you want. Yeah.
0: um i think uh worth uh, just giving an idea of where people might want to find you you said you've got a earlier you said you had a youtube channel i think it was before
1: yeah, sure. I've started a YouTube channel called um, Hopeful Consciousness um, and uh, you can also look me up. I've just got my own personal website, com. That's S-T-E-B-L-E-S for those uh, uh, dot .com, which I need to update um, recently. It's mostly got my property stuff on there at the moment, but um, I will be integrating with, with the stuff, other stuff. I, I've been working on a a um, literally since lockdown, I've been looking at the subject of like depression and things like that quite heavily, partially to help myself uh, overcome some of these awakening challenges and um, also kind of just to help people in in general. So, um, yeah, I'm putting together a course that I'm hopefully going to be releasing at some point soon to help people that do get stuck in that kind of dark place and Talking of which, <laughs> I've just realised
0: that the light in this room has made me look like I'm peering out of the darkness, I think.
1: <laughs> I've got a light box shooting up at the ceiling. Well,
0: this is audio only, so this is just between me and you, I guess. No, That's, that's
1: cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, so yeah, hopeful consciousness is my um, sort of Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. channel. So I'll, I'll be updating that with a lot more stuff. Over the next few months. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for um, talking about uh, all manner of things, and I'm sure we could uh, do this again sometime.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me, Joe. Cheers. Okay. Bye.